closest around. And we're back. <laughs> we weren't really gone, but well, we're yet. back. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah. Well, at least we're, we're back on again after the temporary glitches before we started recording the ghosts here. Yes. In this very haunted location. Yeah. With our very special guest. Yes. I know it's a rare occasion for Parababel to have a guest. Who's your guest? The famous. I think we can say you're famous. The infamous. Infamous. Yeah. Infamous. Wow. Parano- known as the godfather of the paranormal sit-down. <laughs> yeah. I think that needs to go on a t-shirt. I might have to add that to the card. Yeah. <laughs> So, Joe Peary, we want to welcome you to Parababble. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this. So you are oh, so many things that we could ascribe to you. So paranormal investigator, um, shop owner, venue master of ceremonies. Documentary um, maker. Documentary maker. Yep. And the list, I'm sure, could go on and on and on. And an AARP member, officially. <laughs> But we are recording live here um, instead of at our normal Parababble studio with our resident Chupacabra. We are at your store here in Paranormal Oddities. And it has grown. You've changed locations and you've gotten bigger since the first time you were ever on the show. Yes. I know it seems like it was, you know, so, so long ago, but, um, you know, it hasn't really been that long. You've really grown a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah, last five years. Uh, it was uh, a crazy idea when I retired from one of my professional jobs, and I had to figure out what I was going to do to fill some time. And I came up with this crazy idea of opening a, a paranormal oddities, a paranormal metaphysical spiritual store. And I figured, well, it'll last a year, and I'll get it out of my system, and we'll move on. And we're approaching six years this year. That's and awesome. We are getting bigger, and I don't know why. Uh, it's a good thing, but I always told myself not to get too big, just keep it small, discreet little store, and uh, you can really see that I haven't listened to myself. Uh, we moved the store in 2019 over to a larger store, and then I decided to open up a venue and cut a hole in the wall. That took me two months to cut the hole in the wall, and now we have a venue on top of things. And uh, I'm getting older every day, and my body is letting me know that. (laughs) But that was a rough time to do all of that. I mean, who would have known what would have happened right after that? So, you know, living through the pandemic, post-pandemic, you know, and getting your business to grow during that time, huge accomplishment. I think it says a lot about you in general as a person. I mean, you've always been such a go-getter. And I think that, you know, you just kind of have that way of, getting to know people and networking really well and branching out and people are kind of drawn to that. So yeah. I'm sure that's, that's served you well in your recent endeavors. It has. Uh, like I said, uh, there are no professionals in this field. There never will be. We're all learning. Uh, I'm a people person. I love to have conversation, as you guys know. I can talk anyone's ear off. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy what I do. Uh, I like the big mystery behind everything. And I get to experience it five days a week here for eight hours, which is fabulous. And uh, 
looking forward to the next level. So when I do pass on and cross over, just have your voice recorders going. Because I'll <laughs> spill the beans. I'll let you know what's going on. I'm sure God will be pulling me one way and the devil the other way. And I'll just say, hey, this is what I'm saying. You know what? This is what you need to do. That's what we're waiting for, right? As paranormal well, investigators, just yes. like that one person to be yeah. like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay it all out there for you. You can stop wondering, <laughs> stop doing all these crazy things until five, six o'clock in the morning. Here's what it is. That's right. And I've been sick twice where it was terminal, and I did a 180. That's God saying, uh, uh-uh. uh. I'm not, not your taking time this one yet because nope. he's gonna talk and talk yep. and talk. <laughs> and but that's fun. I enjoy what I do. Again. We're approaching six years. I never imagined this to go six years. I didn't imagine to grow this fast, this big. Uh, even through the pandemic, I did panic like everyone else. Uh, but it seems that the the people who are associated with the store, they, they would come in and they support. And I can't thank them enough about it. And it's become more of a nonprofit type of store where the, everything stays in and growth makes it go bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, who knows? When I'm done, maybe I'll hand it off to someone and say, hey, it's yours. Just keep it going, and we'll see what we can do with it. I enjoy what I do, as you can tell. Uh, I'm not the average Joe that puts on a suit and tie and goes to the office. I wear T-shirts, shorts, and sweatpants now and hoodies and go to the store, and I have a ball. Uh, I love it. I love it. I've been in the paranormal now. Oh, God, I hate to say it. Since 86, which is a long time. My thesis in the library is the most read thesis in the Williamsville School District. Uh, this year they asked me to rewrite it because it's worn. Again, in 86, we used typewriters. <laughs> I can't rewrite that thing. <laughs> I don't remember. And it's all worn. But I'm going to get it, take it home, and put it in a frame and go from there. Uh, my professor, who's my mentor, uh, we used to call him the redheaded Einstein. Brilliant man. He was. I was part of the chess club. and. And he took me on my first investigation of May of 86, and I was hooked. And it was nothing how we did it today. It wasn't it dark. It was around dinner time. Um, we charged for the roll of film, the cassettes, and things like that. EFMF meters were a thing, but we would use compass instead. And it wasn't based on electromagnetic field. It was the magnetic field of the spirit or entity. Uh, again, now we have all these paranormal toys and real gear. Uh, it's fun to see it grow. I love to see young people get involved. I actually have a new kit I'm coming out with. It's the Youth Paranormal Kit. And uh, I've already got 10 orders for it. And it's something special. It's inexpensive, but it's something they can actually put their hands on and do some investigations with. Uh, I'm associated with another group who teaches uh, kids in the paranormal, well, they'll take them at two, between 2 and 4 p.m. on a Saturday and teach them and take them out on a ghost hunt. And I love watching the kids' eyes light up. Oh, I want to know more. I want to know more. I'm thinking, well, look, I'm like looking in the mirror back in the day. But I was a teenager when I found out the first time. But it's, it's fun to watch this grow. Uh, again, we laid the road down. It was all underground. It was hush-hush. We laid the road down. Now these people are, get on the road and actually take it places. It's more open. You can go out and talk about it while people are going, you're crazy. I remember those days. Uh, <laughs> especially at weddings. Who wants to sit with that guy? I was like, uh-uh, I'm sitting alone. No one's going to sit with me. Now I'm the most popular. Everyone, tell me stories, tell me stories, tell me stories. Here we are, 20, 23 and older and wiser and 
Well, we hope older and wiser, right? Yes. Definitely older. We hope wiser. <laughs> but it is good to see some of the younger generation, you know, coming up and wanting to learn and, you know, not having all the preconceived notions about what goes on. And I think that the biggest thing that's happened, at least since we started doing it, is that we've seen so many of the shows and so much stuff that we thought was like so super cool when we got into it and now we're finding out eh, it wasn't really what you thought it was yep. and there's always paradrama that goes on we can't seem to escape it but it's good that there's you know places for kids to go to be learning and i think that you know the events that you offer you really have put a huge emphasis on the education piece of it which is really good to see I enjoy the educational parts. Again, as you get older, you don't want to climb those stairs. You don't want to go in those basements. Your knees are cracking, and it's hard to get up the next morning. Yeah, you're tired at 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) you you got paranormal hangover the next day. (laughs) Yes. It's like way past our bedtime. Right? Exactly. So instead of becoming, let's say, the Jedi, I'm more of the Obi-Wan type of style investigator. I'll be there to support you, back you up, and educate as much as possible. Um, and let you run off and do it, and you can report back to me in the morning. It's a little bit easier that way, um, and it's fun. My son is starting a little bit interested. Uh, he comes here and he gets experience paranormal activity, which is nice. And he always says, hey, "What am I looking at?" Oh, let's sit down. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so your store is located in Buffalo, New York, gen- generally. Yep. Um, you have an online presence, too, for people that aren't local? Yes. Uh, we used to do online sales. Uh, I kind of removed that from the thing just because with the pandemic, there was a lot of problems we were having. Uh, a lot of cards being canceled, product not making it, and it just was a bad, bad time to start shipping everything when you're not making anything. Uh, so I took that on apart. We are going to get back into it again. Uh, we're basically just going to be using more of a paranormal shipping. I won't do any of the metaphysical. It's too small, small stuff like that. It's tough to get it in the mail anyways. Uh, so we're located in Depew, New York. This is just outside of Buffalo, New York. I call it downtown Depew. You blink, you're going to miss it. <laughs> we're right in the middle of the town, 19, or excuse me, an 1890 building. That used to be a medical facility, the cupola out front with the dome up top. Very odd and unusual, but it was one of the original buildings in the area. And I'm fortunate enough to have paranormal activity in my location where I can study it all day. I don't have to go anywhere. Um, And it's fun. Some customers like it, some customers don't. It's always fun to hear that scream, and you know what it is. And I always yell out, he won't harm you, won't hurt you. And they come up and they're a different color, pure white, and their eyes are open. They're not blinking. And they're like, what, what was that? I'm like, I don't know. Um, but it's fun. They're harmless here, too. Well, at least I think they are. Been here three and a half years and it's harmless. But it's fun. It's interactive here. Yeah. We can have a conversation with it and you'll hear responses. Sometimes, it's, you know, they swear at you. Hey, you know, I swear that all day long. If, if they want to be on the podcast, you know, they got three microphones. That's yeah. right. If they can swear. We're, we're explicit tagged on uh, all the podcasts. We sites, are. So you never know. Say what you want. <laughs> Trust me. I've heard a few things where they were not happy about something, but that's okay. And I try to explain them, and I look like a, 
a freak talking in the midair when people are around me saying, it's okay, this is what this is, you're not going to be offended, everything's good, and I do my thing. But it's fun. Again, uh, I couldn't find myself doing anything else. I really can't. Uh, it's, I always tell people, when you're involved in this field, it's tough to go back to normal because everything is so fascinating on this side when we're discovering, communicating, that the everyday thing seems kind of bland. And I never wanted to be that way. But I find myself, uh, people say, well, let's go for a, a hike. And well, I go for a hike with the voice recorder. I just don't go for hikes. Uh, or video cameras, something. Looking to capture something. Uh, just the other day, my friends and I were having a small picnic in. I'm looking for Bigfoot. This is down in Letchworth. I'm thinking, yeah. okay, I'm scanning for Bigfoot. Everyone's talking normal, and I'm scanning. Uh, it's just something I enjoy doing. Yeah, it's, it's ingrained. It's part of who you are at this point. Is. So if people are local, the store is open Monday through Friday? Uh, it's open Tuesday through Saturday. Okay. Tuesday through Friday from 10 a, oh, excuse me, 12 noon to 8 p.m., and Saturday is going to be 12 to 8 or 12 to 6. I can't even run my own hours. Uh, it might change. might change. I like to keep two days for family, Sunday, Monday. Uh, but it might change, depending on what happens. I'm seeing a, a pattern of the shopping here, and I might adjust it a little bit to make it easier for everyone. And if people want to know more information about any events that you're holding here or classes upcoming, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and our website is paranormaloddities.com, and you can find everything right there. Yeah, and if you're local, it's a great resource to come to. I feel, I feel like there's a couple metaphysical stores that we have in the area, but none that are so balanced between the paranormal side and the metaphysical side. And you actually build a lot of the equipment that you sell, right? That's correct. So uh, can you maybe just kind of give us a little bit of rundown of what you have as sure. far as the tech stuff goes? Well, we've, we've come across a new vendor with uh, EMF detectors. We actually have four different types of K2s now. Wow. We've been, we've been away for a while, huh, Rob? Yeah, we have. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even have my <laughs> K2 meter anymore. It just disappeared. I probably have it. You might. <laughs> I probably picked it up. <laughs> I still have one that needs a quarter to turn on, so yeah, that'll tell you how old it is. <laughs> so that's how yeah. behind we are. So four different kinds of EMF There's detectors now. There's actually four different K2s with the round lights on the little singular dot lights wow. that are out. And they all work fine. It's American-made, Chinese-made, and actually a Brazilian company is making one as well. They all work well. And they're all priced differently depending on what kind of chip is on the inside to detect EMF. Uh, I built spirit boxes. The SBE spirit box enhancers is, seems to be my favorite one. I've built many different versions, tons of different ways to run it. Uh, but I've actually settled in on one now that seems to work the best. And it seems to be going off pretty good. People enjoying it. I enjoy running it. And it's, well, it's not as scary looking as the other ones, but it does its job. 
And you can put kits together and things like that for people, right? Yeah, if somebody absolutely. came in and was like, hey, I'm interested and I want to you know, start off with like some basic equipment, you could walk them through it, put a kit together for them. Absolutely. We actually have a youth kit coming. Uh, we have 10 on order right now. And we have an adult beginner set that will save you a lot of money and it'll get you out in the field for a very reasonable price. Uh, it's not the astronomical prices you're seeing all this equipment go at. And we want to make sure people are enjoying it because if you're spending this money, you're not like it. What are you going to do with it? And that's why I always tell people, start small. Figure out if you yeah. like it first before you go out and invest all this money because you can go many different ways. Right. Uh, I try to steer them down a path of, you know, keep it real type of gear. Have it come to you. And when you get the real thing, it's amazing. You don't hear, you know, well, maybe that was. It's No, it was a voice that talked to me. And I'm old school. Well, so are we. I mean, we talk about it that, you know, Hans Holzer just showed up with a tape recorder and a notepad, and that was good enough. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. We've done that a couple of times. We have done that. And I feel like sometimes there's a lot to be said about the old school methods, you know, that don't have all the bells and whistles. It's like sometimes it can be distracting yeah. when you hear all those things going off and you're chasing things around based on what's beeping and what's lighting up as opposed and to just like sitting in a space. Yeah. And my, my thing was too, it's like you got all these crazy pieces of equipment that, you know, you have to learn. It's like, how is someone that's been dead for who knows how many years going to be able to figure out how to use it to talk to you with it? Within minutes too. Yeah. Of turning it on. Mm-hmm. And, and I always tell that to people. It's like an archeology span dig. What type of investigation are we doing? Is it the 1800s, 1700s, 1960s, the 70s? Yep. Uh, there's equipment out there. They access the database to speak to us. Wait a minute. Anything prior from 1980 has no idea what a database is. How does that work? And all they just learned through the years. So there must be a spiritual school that I am not aware of. Yeah. I'm hoping to attend that <laughs> university someday. And further my education. Yeah, we always talk about <laughs> that too. University. It's like, you know, you want that one EVP that's got some kind of slang term in it so you know exactly where it's coming from. And We've gotten a few. Yeah, how to correlate the time frames. Because you'd think that that would happen more frequently than it does, but... I remember we did at one point, we were trying to like pinpoint down like exact decades. And I remember we had a little MP3 player with like some of the top hit music songs from like each decade. And then you did each be in a playlist, and we just keep going through decade by decade until you get a some kind of response. And that's I love that idea because mm-hmm. that's you're actually creating research. Oh, a response to the 1940s music. Yeah. Uh, man, can you imagine a de- hundred years from now they're gonna have a lot of decades to go through? Yeah. Because like you know we started digging, and you know it's it's easy like. 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, but by the time I got to like the early 1900s, it was hard to find like original stuff from way back then, obviously, because. Shoving off to Buffalo. Yep. (laughs) Some great songs. So, Joe, when we first started, when Rob and I were first talking about episodes and, you know, doing our normal brainstorming, because this is, I don't even know what episode now. 120 something 120 something something, you know we're a couple years in um it's always things that are happening in the news like we always try to like look at what's new and coming up in you know the paranormal field and is has there been anything new and innovative 
And I don't think necessarily that the concept of the spirit box is necessarily new or innovative, but the way that it's being used, the way they're being built now is definitely different than what's happened in the past. And Rob and I were kind of talking and I was like, have you seen these, you know, sessions on TikTok? They're everywhere now. And they're talking to all kinds of famous people that have passed. Supposedly, uh, you know, my, my air Supposedly. quotes are Supposedly. Yeah, because like anything else, you know, you got to think about what's really going on. But it's interesting nonetheless. It's entertaining, right? It and people are getting some pretty good recognition just from these sessions that they're having. So I really kind of wanted to talk about like how the spirit boxes are created. Yeah. You know, without giving away any proprietary secrets, because yeah. I'm sure everybody that makes them probably has a little bit of a different, you know, way that they do it. But primarily, what are the components that go into making the spirit box? Well, the first thing is the most important thing. Tesla started in the early 1900s, the Tesla coil. It was frequency. He based everything on a certain type of frequency, and he would communicate with spirits who moved on. Uh, you go up to Hans, is one of my favorite ones. Uh, he didn't actually use a spirit box, but he based everything on frequency with his recordings. You have the Frank's box, uh, even go back to Nostradamus. He didn't record it, but yet he used frequency to pull in his message through water, through the scrying bowls, whatever types he used. He actually recorded it onto scrolls, which was illegal back then. If they caught you, they killed you. And that's why he was one of the most famous, because he actually kept scrolls of what he was doing. Uh, I, I, it's definitely frequency. Now, today's world, even... In the past 15 years, frequency has tripled in our atmosphere. You have, you're talking 5G, a thick wave band. You're talking everything is Bluetooth. This, so everything is generating some type of frequency. We're swimming in it. I still like to scan the frequency, but we have to be able to decimate. We have to be able to remove those frequencies that are in that bandwidth that we're doing. So we use... I hate to say it, guitar pedals. It seems to be the easiest way of doing it. It's called the decimator gate. Uh, it's like a noise gate, something like that. We want to take all the frequency on, all that noise on the frequency and squish it out. And by doing that, you're shrinking it down and you're going to hear underlying words coming up. Something that is not radio bass. Uh, that's number one. But usually the word comes in so fast, it's tough to understand it. So we add reverb. People like to add echo, stretch it out just a little so you can hear what it's saying. And then I like to add a booster to it, either an amp or a booster pedal to pull that word and amplify it. So now you're bringing in that low frequency, you're attaching reverb to it, now we want to take it and we want to push it out the speaker as loud as we can. And you'll be shocked at some of the the questions I use use uh, ew, that made sense. I use use I use a technique that know that if I'm talking to a spirit by asking it to repeat a word, and this technique took on, and a lot of people use the word that I use, which I enjoy seeing, the word pickle. It's unusual. You're not going to hear pickle on the radio, and I'll ask it to repeat the word pickle if you wish to communicate, and we'll get a series of pickle pickle in female voice, male voice and whatever in between and then you know you have something there so now you have to kind of separate it and that's where it gets tricky uh, i usually try to decimate as much as possible get the strongest voice coming through 
an order because you know that's fairly close to you. Hopefully it's within the facility. And I'll ask it uh, to read the Scrabble words that I leave on the table. And if it starts calling off the letters and reads the word, I know it can see me. It's within the room with me. And those are the m most fun to talk to because they won't stop. Even when you shut it off and you go to turn it back on, they're the first to come in. It's like they're waiting in a line. Um, with each box we build for people, I tell them to use it as much as possible because your frequency is going to be attached to that. They're going to know. And the only thing I can think of is on their side, when you turn this SBE on, the spare box enhancer, I don't know if it's a sign that says, hey, it's Jill's turn, or it throws a name, or a different color, a different ore, but you get them running up to you. They want to talk to you. Uh, it's mind-blowing. So now, we've added something new to it. We actually use a microphone. You start to convert your voice into the same frequency they're using. The response level doubles. Uh, the new one we have is a single unit. It comes with two microphones, and it all works in with one speaker. I love it. It's one of the best machines I've ever built. Um, I try to keep it at a reasonable cost because, again, with the parts going up and up and up and up, it's kind of hard. I used to make cables, but now it's not worth it. So I'll buy the cables, send them overseas to me to keep the cost down for people. But that seems to be the hottest thing, is turning your own voice into the same frequency they're using. And you'll see an incredible boost. It's an interesting responses. idea. I mean, it makes sense on a lot of levels. You know, because we always talk about, like, is it a parallel dimension? Is it, like, something else that's happening that is causing, you know, it's, like, here but not here. Yeah. So to be using that same frequency channel for you to communicate with whatever you're talking to, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's probably, you know, a new innovative thing that a lot of people will probably start doing. Which is fine. You know, I'm yeah. all about sharing. I don't like to keep secrets. I mean, if I'm building something with my, my own built into it, sure. But these are products that you're buying, you're putting together to make it work. And I'd just rather have people get the real thing. Because wherever you go, if you go to Hunter Location, if I sign the wall, I always write, keep it real. Because once you fake it, and people know you're never going to go back to yep. right. being legit. Right. I mean, that's really all we have is our reputations that's in all this we field. Have. That's right. So do you custom make the boxes like to order? Or do you typically have one or two at the store that people could come in for? Well, with this new line of product that I'm, it's going to be mass produced. So I'm going to have them ready to go. I mean, you can ask for a different color and I would just have to order that color in. I do the black. I put the certain type of motorcycle skulls on it. That seems to be my thing I've done since 2009. You'll see the units out there with these certain three skulls with flames coming out the side. And it's a motorcycle decal. And I, back in 2010, I think I ordered about 400 of them by mistake. <laughs> and they came in. And I'm still using the same bunch. Well, it's like your trademark now, right? It is. Uh, people say that's where I get it, and I say, well, they're in my store in a large box wrapped up. Uh, I love to add that to it. Just so when I'm out, I'll see the unit, and I'll say, okay, that's it. I actually sign the back of them, too, and I number them. I give them a certificate saying I built it, so when they go to resell it, people will know. Uh, there's been a, quite a few on eBay that have captured quite a bit of money. 
and they'll come back and ask for another one and I won't do it. Can people come back and get theirs upgraded when you come Absolutely. out with new things? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the best part about these units. They're always upgradable. They're never a fixed unit. Everything can be removed and built onto something else. Yeah, I think that's a really good point for people to know because paranormal equipment is not cheap. And it always seems like as soon as you get something, there's a new version out a couple months later that you wish you would have bought. Now you're stuck with this other piece that... Yeah, that would happen with us with cameras all the time. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like when 4K one. was like coming out around that time. And 4K is very difficult to edit. Yeah. Uh, and I always tell people when you shoot 4K at night vision, you're not really shooting 4K. Night vision can't handle the pixelation of night vision. It's still 1080. But now they call it 2K. It's half. They're coming to a satisfied medium. Um, I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So many crazy things that we had over the years. Yeah. Like laser grids. Remember the laser yep. grids yep. we used to put up everywhere? And it's yep. like, if you, if people saw that stuff now, they'd probably just be like, why? <laughs> That's right. But we were so like, oh, this is going to make it. This is what is going to bring us our new piece of great evidence. I mean, in theory, the idea was good. Yeah. Know, but... And you can go to old school and run down the same lane. Back in the 90s, we used to use reflectors. You take reflectors from a bike, put them on a piece of cloth, you hang it from the wall, and you stand back with a dimly lit flashlight. It's not going to light the room up, but guess what it's going to do to those reflectors? It's going to illuminate them. So you can put them in a doorway. And then if you're in a hall, you can see the spirit. If they run by it, it's going to break the beam. You can run a standard camera, and you slow it down, and you can see the outline of it. Same thing as a laser grid. A little cheaper, but it's old school. Styrofoam cups. I don't know if you ever heard of the theory of the styrofoam cup. I've heard of it before, but we never tried to do anything with it. When you order a product from overseas, they use raw styrofoam. When you take it out of the package, it looks like tentacles standing up. That's statically charged. You, it's like having um, a Van de Graaff generator in your hand. It holds so much energy. So you take it, you rub it on your shirt till it sticks to your hand, throw it on the floor. Spirit goes by, sticks to it. And you'll see it move. Uh, same thing with styrofoam cups. Throw them on the floor. All of a sudden you see them start to swirl together and they form this thing that's unusual. And it's all old school. We used balloons one time. Yeah, balloons work yeah. just as good. Just to get the static electricity going. And on the wall, if they touch yep. it, it drops. Yes and no. Crazy stuff we did. I forget about some of these things until we're talking I about know, it. It's been so long. I know. It's like we always joke that days. we have to old go back days. and start investigating again, but Rob always says he's forgotten how to do it. <laughs> it's the dollar I'll come out of apparel. retirement. Would you really? I would come out of retirement. Wow. We heard it here. We yep. did. We this go. is the first. I don't even know I'm what to say to you right now. This. I know. <laughs> I know. Like seeing all this stuff and it's like bringing back all the memories and it's like, oh, we should get out there again. We do stuff. Let's rent Iron Island. Let's all go in. Have some fun. Yeah. Stir it up. For old but, time's sake, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Temporal possession, you go to Perkins at night. You're on possession when you have the pancakes and coffee yeah. and you go home. Oh, I remember several times where we were at Denny's after investigations as the only sober people yes. in the establishment. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Because I don't know, paranormal investigating, we really work up an appetite that you need that food at like 4 o'clock in the yeah. morning. And sometimes you just got to yep. regroup and be like, go over what, what the hell just happened. Yep. 
And then you sleep into one, two o'clock in the afternoon the following yeah, day if you could. And if you could. You had this so-called hangover, and and then your stomach's going ballistic from all the food you just ate. And but it is what it is. There's something about those pancakes and toast. It's never <laughs> bad food at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. No, and it's like that's right when you get your second wind. You know, yeah. like we would talk about like, oh God, that two o'clock wall hits, and you're just like, all right, I either have to keep investigating or I have to go to bed. It was like, well, I don't know what it was, but it was just always right around 2 a.m. And I then feel, if you push past that, you were up until 5, 6, no problem. I feel like that would be the toughest part if we got out of retirement now because, like, I was young back then. I know. You'd definitely <laughs> have to take a nap. I was in, like, my early to mid-20s. And it's like, not anymore. It's different now. Yeah. I agree. Midnight, I'm pushing it. I'm looking at the clock going, okay. But that's like one of the misconceptions, right? It's like we used to think we had to be in a location until 5 o'clock in the morning to get anything cool. And it's like, well, you you probably could have been there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and had something just as cool happen. Hit 3 a.m., right? Yeah. Yeah. It all depends on contamination. If you're like in this, we're hearing all the cars out there. You don't want to do it during the day. You wait for the cars to drop down. But that's it. It's nothing about dark. I mean, camouflage, people say it's true. Maybe it is. Uh, but uh, I think they're smarter than that. They know when we're there. Uh, yeah, and it's like anything else. Sometimes I don't want to be social. I, same here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, you basically run your spirit box sessions like you would do like an EVP session, pretty yes, much. So absolutely. you're, you know, are you opening and closing sessions with the spirit oh, box? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a spirit board. You open and close it correctly. Same thing with doing voice recordings. You open and close it correctly. You have no worries. We don't know their capabilities. It's still new. Even from 30-some-odd years, I'm no more advanced from what we were back in the 90s till today. We're on that same plateau. It's just different gear. And that's it. I mean, we carry a camera around all day. So now we can capture a little bit more, sure. But... Have we come any closer? I don't see it. I don't feel it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's a good point because we've talked about that a lot too, just in general of, you know, where's that next big breakthrough going to happen? Where's it going to come from? You know, there's obviously something we're missing that we're still disconnected in a way. We're connected and being able to communicate and have things happen and sometimes spirit can manifest and you can see those things. But there's a lot of people that are on the other side. And I'll get that in the, the spirit box sessions, the ITC. Um, it's, it's different. Uh, they know that when you ask them, is it okay we talk? And I'll say limited. I'll get that a lot. Well, what does that mean? Someone's watching you, and you hear one voice say, yes. And the other ones will yell at it. And it makes no sense. I always ask if there's a God. I get 50% yes. I get 50% say no. Um, I mean, I have my religion. I have faith in stuff. Uh, but I question it. And I have conversations with the priests. And the priests will look at me and say, well, that's what faith is. And I said, well, sometimes faith is not enough. I have faith in society. Where's it getting me? Right. Yeah. And he understands. And he comes with us once in a while, which is taboo. (laughs) But he's curious, too. 
So if somebody was going to start using a spirit box and didn't have a lot of experience, what are some words of caution that you might have for them? Is there anything in particular that they would, should they be aware of? Should they, you know, be cautious of? I always tell them, don't use it at home. That's your castle. Uh, if you open something up, we don't know we're opening. Do you want that every day in your house? Um, I tell them, you know, if you have to go to a park, I go to a park, local park, sit in under the pavilion, and I'll run the spare box there on certain days, and I'll get great responses. I get a nice cup of coffee, enjoy the weather, enjoy some spare box communications. I just, you know, people use it in their car when they're driving, and I find that fascinating. How does that work? You're moving, and you're getting, and they always say it fades in and out. I'm thinking, well, are you leaving them behind yeah how fast are you driving yeah, like. it's, and it's it's <laughs> one of those things like okay is are they with us and then we're, they're not because we're driving yeah and they're going where to go uh, i always ask that on that side what if i were to move can you follow me i never got a response back because i mean heck the way i drive <laughs> <laughs> but again itc inner train uh Technical communications, uh, it's you know, more of an intelligent, um, but it's, it's dated, whoever made that acronym up. But, uh, Do you ever get the same spirit more yes, than once? all the time. And it's funny you say that because I'll have a code word with it, and I'll say, let me know what the code word, and it'll say it. So you yeah. know that that's who you're... So that tells me someone's yeah. traveling with me. Here I get it. If I go to another location, I'll get the same one. But it's like having your podcast, having someone who monitors the chat. It'll monitor what we're saying and who's responding. And it'll, it'll get molly with somebody. And I'm thinking, how does it know to do this? Yeah. Uh, we'll get spirits that'll argue with each other on it, <laughs> debating who's going to go, who's going to talk. And I'll ask them, can you see each other? Some say yes, some say no. Uh, so are we looking at, you know, this is 1930s, here's 1960s? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can spend hours in this room running that box, getting as much data as I can, but I'm 55. <laughs> I, I, there's other things to do, too. Right. Well, of uh, course. And you need a balance, right? You can't be doing yes. just this all the time. I mean, I feel like that's always something that you have to keep in mind, you know, just having that balance so that you're not just caught up in this world. But it's kind of funny that, you know, you're saying that, especially about, like, the people kind of trying to fight over it. It's like, I just imagine, like, this big, yeah. huge, like, cafeteria, and, like, there's just this ominous voice, like, hello, does anyone want to talk? And everybody's like... Where where did it come from? Where, yep. where is it? <laughs> Sometimes there's no one. <laughs> it, it, I try to try to. Uh, I, I'm always prying the thing. You need to explain more to me. What do you, what am I? What are you looking at right now? And some of them will read the Scrabble word, and it's like, wow, you can see me. And other ones say I'm looking at a blackness. I just hear you, and I'm like, whoa. I go, is it like that all the time? And you'll get some say yes and some say no. We travel. How do you travel? There's something we travel on. And that blew me away. But other, the other ones said, hush. And I lost everything. The spirit box went dead. And it's like someone spilled the beans. You ever see that movie where they 
pluck the person if they say something. That's what I'm starting to believe now. I've never heard that, and I've never heard that spirit again. Yeah, like they wow. don't want you to know because maybe they think you'd be trying to get there when you're not supposed to. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's great here. Everybody should come. <laughs> They're all on the ghost train or whatever. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, do you get hungry? No. Some say yes. I'm thinking, what is this? But could it be a spirit lying to me? Sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe even just different levels of, you know, consciousness and different levels of, I don't know, where are they on that plane? It's like, if you really think about a lot of different kinds of religions, you know, think that there's karma and you come back and you're reincarnated and all these things are happening. And it's like, well, maybe you got to get to a level where those things don't affect you anymore. You know, you're just doing whatever you want. But if you're entry level, maybe, you know, you still kind of, you know still have some of those human emotions straggling around who knows but it's so interesting and i think that's one of the things that keeps everybody that is you know passionate about doing this still doing it after all these years you're always questioning you're always still looking for that you know one time where you might get some insight and it's always thrilling when you get the one you're like oh get the journal out and you're logging it in you're making sure everything is being recorded and you try to make something of it. With being a tech guy, uh, it blows me away because I'm not connected spiritually. I'm not a medium. I'm none of that. So I rely everything on this. And I know you do too. Yep. And it's the most important thing. You want to go right away mm-hmm. and check it, but you can't because you're still in that. You're know, like, please let this be working. Please let this yeah. be working. Um, you're more connected in the medium side where you can hear it and you have confirmation of it and that drives me crazy because I don't have that ability yeah I mean I think sometimes I I think it's almost easier when you don't have that because validation is such an important thing when you're an investigator and when you have physical evidence of something that's like indisputable you know you can't mess with that if I walk into a place and I say well I think there's three people here and this is who I think they are and this is what I think they look like I would expect everybody to go, okay, mm-hmm. where's the evidence, you know? And I know you say you're not a medium, you're not in tune to those things. And I've had this conversation with Rob lots of times. Everybody is. Everybody is on some level. You know, just the people that are really good at it are the ones that use it all the time. And it's the spidey senses you don't about. I remember for a while there when we were doing a lot of stuff, like I would try to learn and and be more open to that kind of thing and and i agree because like there would be times where i'd like get a feeling and it'd be like oh wait it's this person they're, they're over there this is who it is and then you wouldn't get any like evps or video to back it up and it would drive me crazy because i'm like did i really or am i just <laughs> making that up in my head that's fascinating when i do that i wash it wipe it off that's not what you're thinking yeah because you're Keep so narrow. used to yeah. right it's, like where's not, the evidence it's hard not to yep I mean, there's times here where I'll hear a voice and I'll answer it. Like, wait a minute, did I hear it or did I hear that in my mm-hmm. head? Am I going nuts? Yep. Am I talking out of myself? Which I do a lot. Uh, but I notice that sometimes I'm, I can hear what it wants here. I'm like, oh, so I'll put on my recorder on my phone and I'll ask the same question again and I'll get the same answer to confirm it. Uh, but I'm like, oh, no, I don't want that. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'll never sleep. I understand it for sure. And it's, I like the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> when I had hits it, I'm in dreamland. I want to go 
uh, New Orleans tonight, and I try to astro project myself in my sleep, and never works. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, I never really wanted to like pursue any more of it either. Just in the fact that, at first, I just don't really think it's what I'm supposed to do. You know, I we were kind of talking before the show about just you know pandemic and post pandemic, and during the pandemic, I went back and got my master level in Reiki, and I feel like that's where my spiritual connection side lies you know it's that's what i'm supposed to do it's all about like the healing and helping people like rebalance and get through things that it is about the accolades of being up in front of people and telling them things you know it's just not where my path is supposed to go not to say that there's anything wrong with anybody else's path going in different directions but i do think that it makes it harder sometimes as a paranormal investigator because you don't have that instant validation where you could just pick up a piece of equipment and rewind it and it's right there mm -hmm. and it has made it i feel harder in our field when people are just so oh yeah this is what happened and here's who's here and you know i this the spec you know the skeptical side of me always mm -hmm. wants like well, how do you know for sure? How do you know that's really who you're talking to? Or Yes, I agree. And again, with using Spirit Box, you can go down different types of experiments. You can use a Ouija board mm -hmm. as you're running it too to see if it correlates. And we've done that once where it was spelling something else and I was yelling the letters out. Yeah, and it's like you take it with a grain of salt, but it's kind of interesting. Well, for sure it is. And anything. that's, you know, you need to do those experiments if we want to further anything and we want to see if there's, you know, something new that we could try that maybe hasn't worked before or could now. I mean, it's, we're always pushing those limits. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Because that's what to, keeps well, you I'm interested. Yeah. And I know you're diehard tech. Yep. And I think that's why whenever we used to meet out, I always would migrate to Rob. Hey, Rob oh, he's you know. so skeptical. Joe, it has yeah. not gotten any better. If anything, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. way worse since we haven't been well, out of it. It's good to be skeptical, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah, but now he's just like, everything's crap. You know, yeah. like we I do shows it. on stuff and I'm like so excited about yeah. the topic and I'm like, but maybe, and Rob's just like, nah. 30, 30 seconds and I'm like, this is, this is BS, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. the flashlights just ruined you for life. Oh yeah, those yeah, damn flashlights. Right. Yeah. I don't believe them. Nope, me neither. Well, but it took me a long time to figure them out. And I finally did. I was like, it's complete garbage. People are still using mm -hmm. them, though. They sure are. I it's use still a candle out there. when you can. Have it pull the flame this way. Tell yeah. it to pull it this way. And it's a little bit more like, okay, how are they doing that? Well, but, one of the best things that I ever that we ever, I think, used is the yes-no boxes that you made. Yep. Those were great. Yeah, just a motion sensor on the top. Two boxes. One said yes, the other said no. Just set them down away from everybody. Just tell them to wave your hand yes over no. yes or no. Because that was another thing where I was thinking, you know, you need something simple that someone that's been dead for 100 years can easily understand like that, you yes. know? Easy to explain, easy to use. I think that came about in direct relation to not using the flashlights anymore <laughs> that was one of the reasons yeah yeah and again the window with the sbe is about four minutes you can hold them for four minutes and we, they dissipate and you try to get them back and they sound frustrated and they yell at you where you been where'd you go i didn't go anywhere where'd you go 
and I have no idea what that is. Is it the planet moving? And they're not following? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, for us flat world people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I correlate something with that. Uh, we're running maybe opposite, or we can hold them so long, but they can't keep up. That'd be interesting to do the math on that, like how fast the Earth rotates. In, in four minutes. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. See if the yeah. brain goes. Yep. <laughs> what I'm afraid of is getting old in my 80s, being a little senile, and all these spirits are coming back now. Oh, yeah, you can't talk to anyone mm-hmm. anymore. You hear me now? <laughs> And here I'm going to be in a nursing home yelling at people that are not there. And they're going to be like, this guy's gone. Uh, that's a fear for me. Yeah. Being in this field, you're communicating more. Do you notice do you have spirits to hang with you? If you were to do an EVP session anywhere and you just ask, is anyone with me? Sometimes you get, yes, I'm here. Well, why? Where do you come from? Yeah. And well, when we were doing it all the time, it's like we always used a technician. That's yeah. what we called it. For the spirit yep. boxes. Yep. So... And it's that's like, a common way of doing it. Same thing with dowsing rods, technician. Yep. Uh, I don't use it as much anymore. I get lazy. I turn it on and I go to work. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. I got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Yeah. Uh, but when I close it, I make sure. That's it. And because you never know. Probably have a bunch of spirits standing here now. <laughs> They're like, oh, you don't want to use any kind of gatekeeper? Well, Joe, the next time you get on that box, we'll uh, we'll have a conversation about it. <laughs> For four minutes at least. Yeah. That's all we have. Four minutes. Get them, boys. What? <laughs> so, Joe, do you have any upcoming events happening at oh. the store or any things that you have going on that you would want people to know about? We do have a paranormal class coming up July 6th. I like to have those small classes. Right now, that's the only thing scheduled. And during the month of July, we're going to have crafting month in here. In other words, crafting centers will be set up, and you'll have a, a menu to look at, and you can choose what you want to build. I actually want to do more uh, ghost stories and dinners. They'll seem to be fun. And people love to go out to dinner. Either we'll make a voodoo doll after, or we tell ghost stories during the dinner. And it's fun. We have uh, campfire uh, ghost stories for kids. They have a fake fire that goes in here with the wood, and we tell ghost stories and try to communicate with the spirits here. And it's always fun to see the kids, oh, uh, I love doing that. Uh, but right now, we're in the sh- shutdown mode for summer, and then August, it picks up. Yeah. I know we're going to have Witch 101, Witch Lab. Uh, Sebastian Black has something with hypnosis he wants to do here. And we're going to have a lot of fun with everything. So hopefully... August will have a full lineup again. If not, eh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so people just check the Facebook, check your Instagram. And then you said yes. that you just recently started a TikTok account. Yeah, I did my first one. It went crazy. Um, they shut me down after an hour. TikTok did? TikTok did. They said it, the volume was too much for a first timer. And they were, they were curious of who I was. So they put my account in a hold mode. And I figured then they offered me all this stuff to get it back up and running. I told them, I'm just an average guy in a building doing this. And then they looked more into the building. Oh, he's real. Okay. Because the numbers went through the roof. And I wasn't looking at that. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden I got a warning. And then, boom, 
And I said, oh, I must have did something wrong. And it said, the volume of people entering, what were you doing? Spirit box. It went up. My son's like, Dad, you hit a number. I'm like, I wasn't looking. Yeah. Well, it's a great format, I think, for stuff like that, especially, you know, to be able to go live with things. And there's a lot of people out there right now that are uh, doing a lot of different spirit box sessions. But I feel like, you know, to have somebody who's professional, who understands it, who lives it, eats it, breathes it, uh, we need more people like that. So hopefully your account stops getting shadow banned and you can (laughs) we'll see what happens we're going to try another one this month or excuse me next month early next month a spirit box out of here again we'll have it all decked out with everything it's a good visual and we're going to run the steampunk box with it which i love my personal steampunk and that's where we get a lot of voices coming through very cool Um, we're gonna have a lot of fun doing that especially with the season coming up we're heading to fall, not hopefully not too soon, but we're heading that direction, and it always picks up for that. And we'll do a lot of fun things. Uh, it's a possibility we might have some public ghost hunts, too, to help out some facilities. And it's full donation to this facility. I don't take a penny. Um, we did the Orchard Park post-prom, and that was fun. All these kids are very interested in what we're doing. They love the spirit box. They love the, the witch spell making. Uh, the gallery reads and photos with Bigfoot. Next year, we're going to do Mr. and Mrs. Bigfoot, and we're going to do fun <laughs> things like that. Yeah, you're building a community center. It's scary. Oh, it's great. If I was in my 20s, I'd be like, yes, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, we just really want to thank you for coming on the show and just talking to us a little bit about, you know, not only all the great things you're doing, but just the spirit boxes and, you know, some of the new tech that's out there. And we're hoping that everybody that's local will stop in and check out the shop because it is definitely, you know, spend some time here. If you're from here, you know, the Buffalo area, even if you're a little outside, come take a road trip. There's plenty to look at here, plenty of stuff to do. The first thing I noticed when I walked in was the incense and I was like, you know, that's just kind of us spiritual people. We like that stuff. So, It's uh, got a great energy to it, and, you know, it's just really good that you're still doing stuff in the community, for the community, and it's been great to catch up with you. Yes, I enjoyed this. Thank you so much. And it's great seeing you. Yeah, you too, Joe, for sure. You know, we have friends, we have friends. I enjoy it. Thank you. Thanks.